and here's the two of themselves. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the next hour. Hello and welcome to Dave and Isaac Discuss. My name is Dave. I'm Isaac. And in this edition of the podcast, which is very late, we're going to be discussing podcasting in 2020. We missed so, last year. Fashionably on time. Well, yes. Yes. It, it matches up with our tech <laughs> that always goes really well. Yes. No sound problems. Um, so the last episode we actually released was in May of 2019. Oh, boy. That was like a year ago and then some. And then some, because that means we missed podcasting 2019. Yeah. So this episode's going to be a little bit different compared to the other episodes. Something I'm going to get out of the way real quick. Instead of going over everything you could use, here's what I use. Um, I use Hindenburg Journalist Pro as my audio editor and recorder. I love it for podcasting. If you record music, I can't really speak to that. But for a talk show, it's incredible. And it is a little pricey. It's like 350 if it's not on sale, for the Journalist Pro version. But mm-hmm. it is really good for a podcaster. Um, you know, that sounds a bit steep for an an app in today's world, but like when you start to get into professional software, that's pretty cheap, especially if it's a perpetual license. It's a perpetual license, and it's so it's not a subscription thing. Yeah, subscriptions are dumb. And I found it way Sick easier to experiment with the audio in Hindenburg. The only problem with it is that occasionally it just causes your computer to catch on fire. You're right, though. I mean, yeah. I've only lost three. But it's a perpetual yeah. license. Yeah, so you can just install <laughs> it again. <laughs> no, so really, you save money in the long run. Like any really good audio editor, it's non-destructive. Just meaning I can cut and delete a bunch of audio and then drag it right back out if I want to go back. It's When I remove it, it's not deleted. It like copies the original and then... I can uh, I can take the horizontal arrow, just go to the end, the edge of my audio clip, and then I can just drag it in or out. And then if I delete right in the middle of it, I can do the same dragging on either side of that middle deleted piece. Yeah. It's really, really handy. Um, the next thing is I upload to Libsyn, talk about it every year. I may be a little biased, but it works. It always works. The tools are constantly being sure that they are up to date with everything happening in podcasting. It's the way to host your files for a podcast. And then the big secret there, especially if you're going to be uploading a lot, make sure you use a promo code. I always use KATG because it always works and it's Keith and the girl. But the point really being that you pick the most expensive one when you use that code. And then if you have a lot of audio, go ahead and upload it. And then quickly change that to one of the lower prices. And you get credit (laughs) on your account. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying skirt the system. Whenever I uploaded all of RVB or Rewatch, I got the Libsyn feed. 
got the most expensive one so I could upload every file, made sure I got all of that done, put it in the right place, and then downgraded it to $5 a month so it was just there. And for I had like $50 in credit, so I just had it rolling. <laughs> nice. It was a pretty That's good a deal. thing that you can do almost, and apparently. Yeah, it's really smart to do. <laughs> Um, and then what I also currently use for like the album art, website art and things is Adobe Illustrator. There's a reason it's known as the standard for great, great vectors. Um, yeah, and now you can actually afford it because it is a subscription service. It doesn't cost 10 grand for a license. What's really great about the subscription service with Adobe is that if you want to go in, do a bunch of work, get it done, save your uh, Illustrator files you know, export all the images you need. If you ever got to go back to it, you can quickly jump in for that month. Yeah. And obviously Adobe is the king of that world. They are the best, but there are some pretty good, some pretty good alternatives too. Um, the affinity designer suite is good. Yeah. And that's the thing is this is only stuff I can speak to that we're going through real quick here. What I use for my like mixer recording device now is the Zoom H5 portable recorder. Um, once I started using this thing as my input to the computer, it took the hiss out of the back of almost all of our episodes because this thing works as a USB input for the mixer. And with that, Hindenburg lets me make sure it's all separate inputs. So I can plug in two to four mics in the H4 or H5. And then I can just record those on separate tracks in Hindenburg. It's a great combo so that you can remove audio from one track and keep the thing rolling. That's nice. Because before, what was it, Audacity? It would like mix them together? Yeah, and Audacity was all one recording, which isn't abnormal, but it's really handy. It's, and it's not like the weirdest thing. This isn't super special. A lot of the modern USB mixers and... And high-quality software is going to do this for you. But it's incredibly helpful. Um, I use the Shure SM58, and I actually wrote down, I've gushed on it enough in the last shows. Go get it. That's it. Just go get it. Something I find really important is Authonic. We've talked about how you can use up to two hours free on your account on their website version, which is really well put together. And what Authonic does is it levels out all of your audio so that your audio is not coming in crazy different heights or different levels. Uh, and then Squarespace, it's what I use for the website. It's hard for me to necessarily recommend it anymore because the price has risen um, by about 20 bucks. I'm grandfathered in at my price, but it's still harder for me to quickly recommend that. But the tools truly do work, and it gives you a clean design. Finally... You ready for this? Um, I've cobbled together a computer that I didn't pay for, and I really couldn't give a fuck less who, um, who did. <laughs> Speaking of which... Yeah, right. Thanks for the computer again, bro, uh, because I did all of this work and have a lot more work to do on two more episodes you'll love. So thanks for that. But who gives a fuck less? Yeah, who, right. Yeah, gross. Mention yeah, them. Yeah, really. Although, Come seriously, on. no, this was really, really helpful, though. Thanks for the computer. What, having a computer yeah. is helpful? Yeah. What, why didn't you have a computer before? It sparked and blew up on me because <laughs> I tried to up. add USB 3.0 into yeah. the wrong slot. Yeah, it died. A pretty, uh, a pretty uh, visual death. Too. Yeah, no, it was very, it was bright. 
um, actually. <laughs> highly impressive. I have, speaking of which, side note here for everybody, I have not tried the video card you sent me because I, I haven't figured out a stabilizer yet, and it's so fucking big that it yeah, just wants to start big. wobbling, and I'm like, I'm going to snap something if I don't make yeah. sure this is in right. I'm excited yeah, to try it. Monster. But I hope it works. I have no idea. I guess people don't know either. My computer is a, it, there's no case. I just kind of laid out all the parts on a giant board and use them that way. It looks cool. Yeah, it is pretty neat. Everything, it's an open case design. It's very, it's very posh and hip. It's necessary because it gets really hot. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to jump over to a couple of quick things here. I just wanted to go over this real quick. In the earliest years of podcast, um, everything that was needed was around, but not really put together. Um, RSS feeds, which are podcast uh, websites, audio files, and some videos, uh, because the speed was still difficult in 1999, early 2000s, the distribution of these files was mostly through people visiting the websites with links to where the file was hosted. Or you had Napster... Right. Or well, so it wire. was like a, a secret subscription service where you had to know where to go. Yes. Um, yeah. But many of these files were accessible, and it was understood you can download them and how they, you know, downloaded. By anybody who was kind of on the net they th- at that time, they got it. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows how to use Napster. Yeah, right. <laughs> Including Metallica. Once you've looked into it enough and long enough, you can see how often the the fucking history the muddy history of podcast the longer time goes on it it was just mostly parallel thinking like the direction of podcast acquisition so podcasting most cases just has these different stories of different people who were doing online radio or they were doing something where they kind of added audio to their blog and they were in the RSS feed and so it made it accessible. Uh, but before now, it was mostly traced back to 0405. Well, 0405, like right in that area, those few months. But it's not something that, that has a definitive answer. And so it's something I wanted to do a history on, but it's not definitive enough for it to matter necessarily. Nobody, nobody really knows. Yeah, it sounds like it was probably just a lot of things coming in all at once because, like, it's not a unique idea to put your voice on the internet. Um, I'm I'm almost assured to get this wrong, by the way. But you and I don't give a fuck about the fact of which football team this was. <laughs> okay, just that a no. football team has actually been doing internet radio since doing it to this day, since the 2000s, and it became a podcast really fast. Right, because it was just internet radio before That's that. Dope as hell, though. I guess if that you're it's into been that sort of running thing. that long, yeah. Um, okay, so where have we been? Same place. <laughs> We've been at Dave and Isaac discuss. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. So over the last year, lots of things have happened to me, and I'm the. I mean, let's be honest. I'm the podcast. <laughs> Yes, that is definitely true. 
Yeah, if if you're not working on making this happen, then it's not happening. Yeah, so something that happened, first of all, was I was definitely rolling into more depression and not really sure what was happening. Um, and as time went on, I realized that not even in a really bad way, but I just wasn't getting the support that would be necessary from the partner I was with. And so there was a breakup with somebody I'd been and living with for five years. That's a big thing. It's no big deal. Nah, okay. That's not that long. And since then, I've started dating somebody who has a kid. So these are a lot of big things. No big deal. And now we're engaged. <laughs> I'm sure it's not. Yeah. All of that is just small. Right. Speaking as somebody who's not done any of this. And you're like, yeah, I mean, hey, dude. (laughs) It can't be that hard. Yeah, dude, come on. When are you going to get to any sort of excuse? Yeah, come on. So all I'm hearing now is you saying things that don't mean anything. (laughs) (laughs) However, there was no point at which I did quit paying for the feed or making sure the website was in an order. And Which is why you all still had access to our lovely voices. Always. Um, yeah. So this is a little bit of how to keep yourself on a path or project, kind of when it seems to be on the back burner and like the burner's off, and, like the stove's unplugged <laughs> and like it can't get hot at all. It starts to mold a little bit. It's like in a winter land of 12 foot snow uninhabited yeah. for like 98 years by any living things. <laughs> yeah which is pretty much the state that it was in i guess yeah that's, but that's pretty accurate it is back there and the the fact of the matter for me is that i will never really quit podcasting i don't need to get paid and i don't need to always be consistent but i'll never stop and that's that's something where i don't know if that's going to be in whoever is finding that back burner But something I find essential that they need to try to understand is that you've got to look for in your life the kinds of things that are taking that creativity and making it a place you don't retreat to. Because retreating to creativity is a great thing. It's okay to do that. But if you quit doing that, it is something that can hurt you overall. And there's no problem taking breaks, uh, finding yourself... Starting different projects and abandoning old ones, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just, you really have to step away from a project because it's, there's always going to be a, a part in it, a point in the project where you don't want to do it anymore. And you don't necessarily want to step away just because of that. But there's always a point where you have no desire to do it well anymore. And at that point, you need to step away. Do you have an example of like, a project where that's happened to you because, you know, the, we're clearly talking about the idea of any project. And I, I narrowed it down to creativity and kind of explained where I was at and what I had to step away from and the things that were happening. But like, what kind of project have you found that happen? And like, did you step away and do something else for a while to to reset your brain or what kind of project would you have had so that people understand this is far from only, you know, media or movies or whatever. Well, yes. So 
I mean, that happens to me on basically every project that takes more than a couple of days to finish. But um, I've had a couple of really long, long-standing projects. Um, I think m- most people know that I'm in college for electrical engineering. And Anybody so who's really listened, yeah, hopefully he's one of the One of the uh, projects I've done is a, a complete ground-up build of a power supply. And those things are reasonably complicated. And I started it before I knew anything about electronics, before I even went to school. And that was a project that took years for me to do from start to finish. And so there were a lot of points in there where you're working on it, you're working on it, and you just sort of get burnt out. And what I do is just, it's, it's nice to have a good stopping point, but sometimes you don't have that. And you get to the point where you can tell that you are working on it and it just feels like it's just dreadful to work on it. And you realize that what you're doing is sort of cutting corners and not putting the thought and creativity into how to complete the project in a way that you will really enjoy when it's done. And so at that point, you you set it aside and you either just take a break from doing anything. Or if you're like me, you start another project that probably won't get finished. But either way, you just step away from it for a while. And if it's something that you really do enjoy, you'll find yourself in a few weeks or maybe a month thinking about it more and more. And then thinking about things that you want to do, you get excited about it. And then at that point, you just kind of have to jump back into it because it's, it's not easy to get back into it either. Um, It always feels like a, a big hurdle to start up again. But really the big thing is you just step away from it and you wait until it starts to become exciting again. That's that's something that the cutting corners and stuff like that I find really good to say and interesting because this thing did take you years. <clears throat> but at in the end, you know every time something would have had you stuck and you may have just slopped it to get it done. But it's okay yeah. to walk away and go, all right, it's it's important that I want to do this right. And at some point, your mind does go back to those things. And for me in podcasting, it was, um, there's an episode of Firefly Interview that we never released but did record. And that's one of our email or our podcasts that does best because that fan base is rabid anyway. Yeah, they need some content. They have been starved. <laughs> but... I knew that that wasn't the way I needed to do it and that I had to kind of walk away from that. And no matter what, though, my mind's kind of come back to it and thought, how do I improve that and make that better and take what I've learned? And so I'm excited to get back to it one day because I know that that's going to be a much better episode and that series is going to be improved from where it even is. Because I've found that priority in it, and yet I also understand that I need to give that priority time and come back to it while I do other projects. Yeah. Um, you can't... A lot, I think for us, it's a lot easier to not let a project go because we sort of obsess about things a little bit. True, true. But for some people, that's not the case. And so for those people, you kind of have to be aware of that and not not let yourself just 
let that project sit there forever and never touch it. At some point, you do have to make yourself come back. Yes. And do the project. If you feel any excitement, don't find yourself talking yourself out of it. If it's exciting, yeah, yeah like you've, you want to get to that. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's important. So one other thing I wanted to talk about here was it's going to be, it's going to be a difficult process for us, but no matter what, that's kind of what's interesting about me loving it because I don't really like social media. It's not the, it's not even this idea of like, I don't want people to know about me. It's not this idea of like, I'm so mad at it. No, it's just not in me to give a shit necessarily. Right. Um, let alone, we don't really have any fans to begin with. No, nobody but listens to this. We did get some email here. I wanted to read it real quick. Um, we were inundated by an email. This is by, I'll give the full email of them real quick. John Smith at Hotmail.com. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> John Smith comes up a lot in our shows. Yeah. He's the only person who listens. All right, here's the message. Guys, are you serious? You start a Firefly podcast and then don't finish it? You think we brown coats need any more disappointment and abandonment? You Alliance bootlickers? Sorry, this is four years late. So we did get to respond. We're deadly serious. We figured it would really fit the spirit of the show. And we think brown coats should be thankful for the Alliance and their shiny, delicious boots. Also, it's cool. Uh, sorry, this is days late. And also, we want to finish Firefly in review. It's just going to be a while. Thank you for listening and caring enough to write us. Um, something that I did want to use as a point here to follow up on our topic is, yes, everything did kind of take away from my time and my podcast, right? But the fact that I continued to pay for those feeds and make sure that they were playable, let alone accessible, Four years later, four years later, this person finds it and enjoys it. That yeah. is really cool. And part of what is really fucking special to me about podcasts. Just the internet persistence of it. Yeah. And the idea that like four years later, something we did seven episodes of can be found and enjoyed and played. But they wouldn't have found it if I gave up and like let it go. Yeah. That's really cool to me, which is uh, something I also wanted to bring up here. So podcast through Spotify. It's not that I'm going to I'm going to use Spotify more of a as an example than a specific um, rant. But Spotify has recently been picking up a lot of podcasts and they've been doing that and making them exclusive. And the biggest thing that made me really aware of that is last podcast on the left, which I'm a big fan of, but they moved all their stuff to Spotify exclusive. I don't have a huge problem with that because they do offer podcasts a lot of help, a lot of great things, payment. But the reason I don't have a huge problem but still do have a problem with it is because a lot of other podcasts have paywalls and networks and exclusive shows behind those paywalls, right? So that's an actual paywall where Spotify doesn't do that, but you get no ads through it and things. However, there is a little fear in me now because this is, this is going to keep moving this direction. And something for me is that podcasting is not only like 
PBS. It's not like the public broadcasting station. It is literally the pod public broadcasting. It is their voice. And that accessibility is really cool and niche can exist. Those niche audiences can have really exciting adventures because it is literally the public talking about it. And that's really cool to me. It's well beyond public broadcasting. It is the public being able to broadcast. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, no, I mean, it's a good point is that podcasting has always been free and available in in the same vain that the internet is supposed to be free and available um yeah they, and I, I think the comparison to pbr p p p p pbr public beer. radio beer yeah the pbr the easy <laughs> no no have you ever had a pbr easy e z easy yes no mm. good for you <laughs> It is terrible. Yeah, when I thought of that comparison, I thought it was pretty apt. You were proud of yourself for that one, huh? Yeah. No, what were you going to say? No, I was just agreeing that it's a good comparison in the fact that public radio is and has always been really important. And even outside of the mainstream media, the ability for people to openly host shows and talk to people on the AM bands or even in, in the ham radio world. Or even, um, even the fact that they don't need to be perfect for it to seem like something you can listen to. One of my favorite yeah. podcasters in the entire fucking world is horrible. His name is Adam Graham, and I love the shit out of this dude. This is <laughs> my favorite podcaster ever. <laughs> That's a bold statement. Yeah, but you've heard him. Oh, yes. This is the dude from Idaho? From what? Yes. Yeah, Boise, yep. Idaho. Boise, Idaho. Yes. No, he's stuck with you and you don't even know him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I remember. I don't listen to him, fortunately. Yeah, I mean, he basically does like public uh, public domain old school radio shows he plays them and intros them and all the reviews are like man this would be great if that guy was it talking at the beginning and end and I'm like no 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 that's what makes the show yeah <laughs> yeah that show is something special in the podcasting world and that's the kind I mean it really is akin to like early YouTube before YouTube became a place for YouTube stars to live Seriously, yeah. Anybody, they could upload anything. And that's how the stars rose up. And the same thing is happening in podcasting. And that's, I guess that's something that's really fascinating to me, too, is that like YouTube is continuously having censorship in different ways. Like, different censorship and ads on, like, PewDiePie. Right? He can't really swear or anything, or his ads just get, he just gets demonetized. And that's something that doesn't have to happen in podcast at all. Because you don't only need one platform whatsoever you don't need it to be that one video platform that everybody knows you can put your podcast in tons of things that many different people know and use that's really cool it doesn't have to be a little hamstrung by the monetization methods 
Let's see here. And then, yes. So we'll go ahead and continue this rolling down the road. I wanted to do a couple of things, let you know, do an announcement on what we're going to be doing. So October 10th will be the 10-year anniversary of the first show that you and I released together. First episode. RVB Rewatch, That's right. First episode of that. Yeah. So we're going to be doing a 10th anniversary episode for that kind of looking back at our podcasting stuff and talking about where it came from and things like that. But real quick tidbit, I didn't fully realize this until I looked into it and I was like, oh shit. The reason we started RVB is I was already doing a version, like putting up a podcast for Symbiotic Titan in September. Oh yeah, I remember that. It's crazy. But uh, it's a solo show. (laughs) yes and and so that's something we'll be doing it's something upcoming i am uh currently researching with my fiance a uh fucking great 1800s very early 1900s story for you and i already spoiled this one part but there's to you i guess but there's gonna be a lot of court case stuff I'm very excited. Right there, yeah. Um, So that's kind of our upcoming stuff. And once those are put together, I will have one of the most exciting episodes for you that we will ever record. Um, That's a hell of a promise. uh, Yeah, once it starts, you'll be like, "Ah, I see what he meant. Yep, he was right. Um, Okay, so those are the ideas for upcoming stuff. We will actually be continuing this for pretty much ever in one way or another. Also... Something to make you, Isaac, really excited for the 10th anniversary. I have done math and stats, and I have percentages for you. Won't tell you of what it is, necessarily, but you're going to love this. All right, I'll bring my calculator. <laughs> to double-check my math. Yeah, yeah, we'll go over that. <laughs> we'll see. Well, that's this is, this is more or less even um, an episode that I wanted to do so that we can kind of get back in the saddle get used to doing this again a little bit because it's been well over a year since yeah, a long damn time. I've worked on a script research talking about just anything with you and so it's it's nice to get back to this plug in my audio gear at all how long did that take oh my fucking god <laughs> oh my god yeah my headphones are broken because I fucking I was able to be a contestant on a Keith and the Girl show, which was awesome. But That's pretty exciting. in the sound check, it wasn't working. And I got a little flustered trying to get everything plugged in. And my headphones fell off and it just broke one of the hinges. So it's really uncomfortable to wear now. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, but it's all right. Um, so that's, that's the biggest deal to me. We're going to be looking back at our past. Then we're going to be getting a history episode for you. And then an episode that I know will be one of your favorites of all time. The topic will be so exciting for you. All right. So that is where we are at. That is what we're going to be doing. And I do have this one thing to end with. And it is something that... I wrote out here. All right. We are not going to stop podcasting, and I will always make what I can available. I enjoy saying that I'm able to have all of the created content I've released accessible. That's cool, 
and I want to eventually put up some video stuff. But for now, this will be a way to say that, say that and give you any confidence that we won't stop. I will have to die before I stop researching to tell Isaac a good story that you can listen in on. I appreciate everything from all listeners. I appreciate the haters and fans. I appreciate everyone who took the time to be interviewed. I appreciate every email and rating. This is what I will always do, and I will always try to make content with new angles on something you've heard about or not heard about. We are not going to quit bringing brothers, and I will not quit Dave and Isaac Productions, and I will always have Dave and Isaac discuss as my favorite show of all time, even though Firefly and Review is our highest quality show. (laughs) Even though that's the one that doesn't suck. (laughs) Dude, I actually went back and listened to it, and I was like, huh, huh. We actually nailed this one because it could be boring (laughs) as fuck. We're just going over episodes that everybody's seen a billion times. Thank God we actually added content that nobody's done before. Maybe someday we'll finish that. It's one of the only ones that I think you you actually definitely want to get back to if you were to podcast. You would pick that one. It's Firefly. Yeah. Also, I'd be able to tell you stories about the comics and things. Tell you about Shepard Book. Ah, I've never read those. All right, everybody. That's what I wanted to end with. This is something that that is very important to me. And if you're willing to check in with us sometimes, you'll start seeing stuff. I have support now, and that will make the show happen. Unless you die, which you shouldn't do, but just saying... Yeah, I'll work on that. I, I'm not going to finish this by myself. Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> no, I um, I will have to die before I quit wanting to make shows. And support is something that is beyond helpful, which we will get to in the 10th anniversary episode. But I will even mention right here, like the fact that your name is involved with the shows and the production company that we run everything under. That's that's crazy as fuck how much support that is from somebody who would never, ever podcast on their own. And also, that, like, is entertaining and wants to be a part of this just to support their older brother, puts their whole name on it. That's incredible. That's the first support. The entertaining part might be a bit hyperbolic, but that's okay. Trust me, you're about the only entertaining part. Um, So... That that is incredible. That is that is a support that would literally, li- like literally, help me make the podcast and put into me this creative podcasting thing. The fact that I will never stop it pretty much fr- comes from the fact that like even if you do, you got this happening over the last ten fucking years. That's a long time. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. But now I also have support in the house. Somebody who's telling me, I love you. You need to do this. I want to be a part of it because it's something you enjoy. and something that makes you happy. And it's really exciting to be a part of the things that do that for you. So um, I'm in a place where this is going to be more frequent. And I think it'll do nothing but improve. And I think that you're going to absolutely adore the stories and facts and research you'll get out of uh, our next few topics. Oh, they're usually pretty unique, so I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, I was listening back to our Carrie Nation shit, 
And I was like, man. Oh my God, Carrie Nation. That's a person who existed. Yeah. Also, Harold von Bromhut. These are things. <laughs> I got to spend an entire episode making you super excited for this guy who made all of these old comic copies and, and like, you know, had sea monkeys invented and like a patent on, on a, like creating a whole new type of shrimp. Also, <laughs> white supremacist who preached hate. Gotcha. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, history. So, all right. That's Dave and Isaac discussed. Thank you so fucking much to everybody who's listening and uh, checks out this episode at all. Check out this episode at all. Yeah, people who check this episode out whatsoever. Thank you. Ah, Thank you. I see. Thank you. Yeah, also, you're really good at making sure that shit comes out more understandable to any audience. You, you definitely <laughs> ask the right questions. What What the fuck did you just say? There's a lot of that. That's the only question. There's that also I have. a lot of you just like saying back to me what I said, just being like, this doesn't make sense to me and everybody else. Try to explain this. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The people listening to this have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> All right. That's the end of the episode. Please keep an eye on us. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.
Cause it's it.